0: And we have this weird thing that we do because we're never really sure when the music's going to start and who does the intro. Have you
1: already pressed record?
0: I, I don't know if I have or not. I can't remember.
1: You're looking at it.
0: Yeah, it should be playing now, but it's not. So anyhow, well, welcome to the Why Aren't You Famous podcast. <laughs> my name's Andrew Grimm, and I'm here with my co-host... Ellen Cherry. All right, great. And we're in the great state of Oregon.
1: Oregon. Oregon.
0: Oregon. Oregon. And, and our guest tonight is uh, Michael Dean Damron. Hi Mike, how you hey doing? Hey buddy, how hey. you doing? Hey guys. <laughs> um, and now, how do you say? Do you say Oregon, Oregon? Your hat says Oregon, 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 Oregon,
1: Oregon. Oregon. Yeah.
0: yeah, that's what I thought. It, yeah, it sounds better that way. I was corrected last night at the show because um, I said oh, I was like, I felt like I was like a real Baltimorean, and I, was, I said, uh, I said, yeah, well, you know, we drove through the, the Willamette Forest, and the and the what was she gonna say, Willamette. Is what she corrected An me asshole. immediately, and I was like, oh, "Okay, we <laughs> um, Will Lamont is what we mean. So, anyhow, so um, this is season two, and we're traveling uh, across the country and talking to songwriters that we like um, about songwriting process and writing songs, and uh, just a little brief bio for for Mike D. As far as I know, um, you fronted the band. I could lick any son of a bitch in the house, uh-huh. and I met you in Baltimore, Maryland, playing at Mums. And I think that was through Dave Hill, is how we met. Dave was it Dave? Yeah, yeah. probably that yeah. makes
2: sense. We used to come to Baltimore a lot. Right on. Yeah.
3: I want to know if it's true. Can you actually lick any son of a bitch in the house? I like was, any son of a bitch. Wait, what is it? Can I can I can, any I can lick
2: any, of any son of a
0: bitch in
3: the
2: house? Yeah. Can
0: you can you lick any son of a bitch? Yeah. It was a different band.
1: Okay.
2: Yeah. This is this. Is the, um, we. Uh, I I used to box in the army.
1: Okay, so oh shit,
3: you can actually like well,
2: I, not any son of a. I mean, it's, it's somebody, anybody can win. Who is whoever wants it more, you know? So,
3: but you yep. actually have technique. Well, yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I'm I, looking into your eyes. I feel like you probably could. I, yeah, I,
0: but I've got my ass
2: whipped plenty of times too.
0: So, <laughs> balance. I, I can get licked by any son of a bitch yeah. in the house as well. Well, yeah, you'd really like Don Dupree then because he's he's into boxing. He's he doing a whole boxing or thing? Licking. Too. Well, no, boxing. Oh, come on. It's dupe.
3: I love dupe. I also think licking is it has a bad rap.
0: <laughs> well, that's that's not what we're here for. Anyhow. I don't know. I just went off the rails I didn't, there. I didn't know it was that kind of party. <laughs> it is. Well, you know, it's 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 uh, the what, what are we in the Hoxton? the Hoxton. the Hoxton. Like East Coast. Oh, yeah, represent. <laughs> 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 when, when we go, we go hard. Oh my God! You know. Um, so tell us a little bit about like um, where you got started, how you got started, just what the whole deal was with with, with music, songwriting, and songwriting yeah. and music and all that stuff.
2: Well, with music, I started when I was a little kid. Um, I started playing drums. Um it It made me feel special, you know I was a uh, I got in a high school band and shit like that and um i f- I knew when I was fourteen years old all I ever wanted to do was this. I mean I knew that early on, so it wasn't gonna change nothing ever changed right. um I was always focused on being something with right. this like, i thought this was gonna make me a somebody you know coming from a f- a fucked up childhood like i was never going to be anything but this was going to help me to be something right. and it did it it created the 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 man that i am yeah um i uh i started writing songs or i started learning about s- writing songs uh when i worked in dallas at a place called poor david's pub
3: Poor David's pub yeah, yeah.
2: In lower. Gre- this was when it was in lower, lower greenville. greenville yeah and um i saw all the greats there guy clark and yeah. towns and and i got to know towns a little bit um I used to walk to work down uh, Orem which my wife used to live down on Orem and it was about two blocks from David's and uh, Towns would be sitting out on the porch of this fella this cowboy poet uh, Roxy I believe his name was Gordon Roxy Gordon he was a cowboy poet Towns would stay with he had a bunch of bone sculptures and shit all over his porch and so I saw I met Towns I was like how you doing how you doing I was walking to work I am work at David's and he goes oh I'm playing there tomorrow oh good I'll see you and uh I didn't know him from Adam, you know, I was just, I was still listening to fucking kiss and Aerosmith and shit. This is a couple years before he died. It's like 94.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And, uh, he, uh, he reminded me of my father. And that's why I liked him. Cause he was, he was very jaundiced Or <laughs> he had this tint, this hue uh-huh. and he had a Buddha belly and he was, but he was real skinny. So he reminded me of my father. And then, um, you know, so got to see Towns, got to see Guy Carr, got to see the uh, Dixie Chicks before Natalie Maines joined.
3: I saw them at the State Fair one time when it was the fourth. With event. Robin Macy, yeah, yeah. The first
2: record I ever played on was with Robin Macy. Oh, really? Cool. I played bass on it. Yeah, this friend of our record. We had a friend. Anyway, I got an education at Poor David's. Yeah, some of the greatest songwriters of all time and then that's when i decided that's what i want to do so but i was still a bass guy for a few years i was in a band that was signed to a major label and and there were a texas band a dallas band and we we did shows with like oasis we we were on this bigger level you know because yeah. mm-hmm. it was a major label and, and all that shit and uh i thought that rock star thing that i wanted when the time i was 14 was going to happen but like most things it went to shit right and uh, it went away, but it was a great band. I was very proud of it. That's when I met my wife when I was in that band. And um, what band was it? This it was band called Tablet. Tablet. Yeah, Tablet. We we played it. Uh, we would we would headline like uh, Trees.
3: Oh, cool! I love Trees. S- stuff like that.
2: Yeah, it was great. There's so many great, great places. Club. Yeah, Texas was just amazing. I lost
3: about all the bands at Trees. You did <laughs> to a band <laughs> called El Gato, but really we were the winter. We were the winners because. They didn't advance to the next round, and we got a box of like a thousand mini buddy Butterfingers, so I really oh. consider that kind of like a win. Yeah, anyway, a, back to you. No, that's a good
2: <laughs> diabetes prize, man. Right? <laughs> that's killer. Oh, oh, back to me. Um, yeah. So and you then, were and then them. we got. Uh, I quit the band. I had issues with the the singer, and uh, so I quit. And then we decided to move, get out of Texas. So we hauled ass to. Uh, Las Vegas for a few months, and then a friend of mine up here in Portland, aside unseen, I didn't know what we were coming up to, but he needed a bass player, and I was still itching to play. Mm -hmm. I hadn't had enough. I mean, I was still in it to win it, and and uh, I moved up here and joined him, and we like I was here three days, and then we went on a three month tour, (laughs) wow, like that. Um, And then after that, I got sick of playing other people's shit, so I decided, shit, I'd seen all these great songwriters, I listen to I'm, I'm gonna write some songs and so i started writing songs wow and uh i'm gonna do it till i die sure you know? so, yeah like yeah. M- most folks i mean
0: yeah there's no reason to stop yeah you yeah. know and that's one thing that kind of i'm not i don't want to overly romanticize and say you know it's one thing that
2: keeps me going it's the song
0: but the songs are also the fuel to get you through whatever you're i mean it's like you're constantly feeling like you need to put something out like this is your voice this is your identity this is who who you have chosen to be and it feels right and so well, it, it heals yeah it, he- it heals
2: it's my
3: a ass way also of talking to yourself like it's you're talking to your little the little person inside of you that needs that healing i really truly believe that like mm-hmm. i've come i don't think i was doing that intentionally when i was in my 20s and, and even my 30s but now as a songwriter i'm just like oh i'm talking to the child and myself and saying like reassuring things yeah I'm, <laughs> ch- I'm
2: trying to figure out the end game yeah, yeah. what my death is going to be like yeah like and and how i'm going to fix what's broken before that because i don't want to go out kicking and screaming right to me the most important thing i'm ever going to do is die and it's a culmination of the total experience and i want to be as prepared if you can be but i want to be i want to love myself before i die and that's what this does that you dig up all the shit and then you turn it into
0: something right right yeah Yeah, well i think that idea of like um um, you know, you're on your way out, and you're thinking to yourself, "Well, you know, I, you know, I'd rather see tomorrow, but if I go now, okay, yeah, I'm ready." It's yeah. like uh, with the Leonard Cohen, you know, you want it darker, and that record is so incredible. And and you know, he's saying "Hineni, Hineni," which is "I am here." Yeah, my Lord, I'm ready, and and it's this really heavy stuff, but at the same time, he, he led such a satisfying life, and he knew it. Yeah, he did, and he knew he was you, on his way out.
3: Yeah, for sure, a purposeful life that guy because he is uh, Is the word eschewed. Eschewed, yes. 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 eschewed the fame part of it, even though he was in, he was incredibly popular. Yeah. But he decided to retreat from all of that because he was like, no, I'm going to work on these sentences for a year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like the it's Thomas that Martin important. Of rock and roll. No, no, but yeah. I'm interested because um, Mike, you were talking about this. Um, thinking about your immortality, mortality, which is the subject that you chose for us to write about. Mm-hmm. And I was, while you were talking, I was thinking about the the passion with which you're talking about this idea and how it keeps you, it seems to keep you present-minded.
2: Absolutely. It's, it's made me aware. I, I've seen enough death mm-hmm. in my life to, uh, to understand that it, this is a quick trip. Yeah. And, and, mm-hmm. and it's coming and it's what I do now matters and it always has. I don't think I realized it till later in life. Maybe somebody get this, some people get this lesson early on, but I got it later. Um, Maybe it's from years of drinking and and drugging and stuff that I, you know, I was anesthetized most of my life, but um, I I really want to, and the thing about fame and what you guys are doing, what, you know, why am I not famous? Or, I mean, the, the, I feel famous just being here right now with you guys. You know what I mean? Like sure. it's so relevant. And I die and people are gonna I want people to know that I lived. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's famous enough.
0: Yeah. Well and th- that whole fame thing is like um the fact that the three of us or the four of us with with, with Angel here, um Mike's wife is here by the way, ladies and gentlemen.
3: Patiently and observing yeah. this Madness. I um, wanna say that. <laughs> she's she's
2: looking at me in awe. She's she's so in love.
3: <laughs> Good. After all these
2: after all, you, these, you after all these years.
0: <laughs> um and and that idea of like uh, uh well the I always I mean I've never in, in in Baltimore I have a hard time. Sorry, Baltimore listeners I'm gonna say this, but I've I, I don't feel like I've ever fit into a particular part of of Baltimore. But then I have all these other contacts around you know, uh, uh, America. That is like, you know, that in Detroit we have Don Dupree. Up in Boston is Matt Charette. Um And and I, and I feel out here in Portland I have you. in Seattle, um, Dave Hill is not a musician, but but certainly is a, is a music lover and stuff He's like that. a man. That. And just last night we played in Bend, Oregon, and I mean we completely felt like we belonged. Mm-hmm. And then I think the the idea of like. You know, the, the real meaning of fame to me is like, yeah, I'm famous around my friends. I'm famous among a group of people. I feel like I've been invited in, and people sure. want to hear what I have to say sure. and they value me. Um, and those records that you put out are certainly, you know, they're, they're great testimonies to, to not just you, but but to the human voice. Because well, you are the, singing something larger and than think of just yourself.
3: Like, think of the things that you have heard that are were created by people who are dead. You know? Yeah. Like even written music. By Mozart, that we have heard, that that has vibrated something inside of you, right? And who knows, who who knows in the future, a hundred years ago, a hundred years from now, that's going to dig the three of us up and be like, that's my spirit animal from, yeah. you know.
2: But the odds are. Not good for that. Yeah, I mean, the would, whole, well, the whole species. Ultimately, like, yeah, I mean, on, on, I wrote a song about like uh, when that sun goes, it don't matter what John Lennon did, you know. When the sun, burns I love that you
3: brought that up because I'm always constantly talking. I'm like, don't worry about anything because in four billion years, the sun's going to supernova gonna and we're going to be. It's going to be on fire, so don't yeah. worry about it. Like,
2: I hope, I hope that uh, our species carries on, but I, I don't think it's going to take four billion. It's going to take us getting wiped out here soon enough. Forty years maybe Yeah. You I think know. they just
3: keep cutting it out that was 12 years from now and I was just like wait my IRA isn't even going to be mature by then <laughs> no No IRAs yeah.
0: <laughs> curses yeah spend like there's no there's no no tomorrow that's what I say to break so. that
3: shit open and buy some nice like
0: right. shoes or something right there's some shoes to go out in right you know so you gotta look be good buried in them yeah. that's right
2: <laughs> fucking buried that's another who the fuck wants to get buried
0: yeah Uh, yeah i mean cremate me i mean like that's why my my, you're you're gonna get one of them living pods or whatever
3: yeah because i told you about it because i wanted someone to be aware i've seen that that looks pretty killer too be around the tree ball and then they put you in the ground with the tree
2: yeah that's i've seen that that's awesome
0: i want mine to be an invasive species
2: (laughs) yeah bum everybody out
0: (laughs) like (laughs) all
3: this fucking bamboo (laughs) andrew grim all
0: this kudzu what the hell is that guy's problem yeah, the war attrition. I still win. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I say. So, okay, so let's get. I'm gonna get back to the idea of uh, of mortality. Um, okay. W- w- uh, w- uh, w- how, how do you get to that? Like, how did that you start thinking about that? Like, where's that? Where's the the seed? Uh, it's that? it's kind of always been there, but it really
2: hit home. Um, my brother got shot when he was twelve. Jeez. and killed and I was I don't know maybe I was like 28 or 27 or I was, I was older mm-hmm. you know but um, you know before it was my grandparents and then and then I started losing friends to heroin mm-hmm. you know shit like that um, I watched my dad die a horrific death and you know I just it started fuck it I don't want to do that I don't want to go out like that right. you know so the, my mortality is important. How I how I die is very important to me. And I don't know, like right now, I got to go fly in like three or four hours. I got to get on a plane, and I hate fucking flying. So, you know, I'm shitting my pants. Like, I'm already dying. In my head, this is it. This right. is my last little talk with somebody, you know? Right. Like, I'm getting ready to die. I'm preparing to die every day when I wake up. That's my little buddy. He's hanging right out of my shoulder talking to me. And, you know, and sometimes I'm... A little stronger with it than right. I, you normally. But sometimes it just brings me to my knees. That constant, uh, b- brain, you know, playing over and over in your brain. Yeah, you know,
3: compulsive thinking about it. Yeah, about
2: like your song. Yeah, about dying and yeah. death and the end and ceasing right. to exist. You know, and uh because mostly I haven't done what I I think I should have done by now. Sure. I should have done a lot more. And there's a lot more to do, and I I've got so many friends that are so I hold in such high esteem that have, I'm like I want to write that song, right? right I want right. to write that song that good, you know? I keep good company, yeah. You know, you I, I could drop names all day about people that sure. are amazing songwriters, and so I'm I'm not quite in that club yet, and so I gotta. Yeah, but I so I'm not ready to die, but I gotta be, right? You know, it's just this fucking weird broken brain thing. Right. You I, know? That seems
3: like a pretty Stressful struggle, interior, internal struggle. It's there. constant. Yeah, and
2: and it's and then when you give up alcohol and you give up drugs and you give up sex and you give up all your you know bullshit.
1: Yeah,
2: there's nothing to patch the fucking hole, and you just got to sit there and look at this raw right. nerve, and this, this this playing is the only thing that helps. Right. The, the writing about it, this thing, you know, and you well, give up,
0: there's constantly something to reach for.
2: Yeah, it'll. It'll. But it's got to end at some point, right? Right. You know, and I've gotten so sick in the last couple of years. Got uh, diagnosed with diabetes, and um, you know, just I, I didn't take care of myself for so long. I'm trying to play catch up now. You know, and so uh, just death. <laughs>
0: Ta da! Well, cool. Ta da! Voila! Yeah. Um. Well, uh, do you have any other questions for Mike or?
3: No, I'm just loving listening to you talk, and I'm really super glad to meet you because I've been listening to your music for now for the last couple of months. Once we book the show, I always try to like get prepared and listen to people's music. And right so, on.
2: Yeah, to- I've never heard you, but uh, tonight was f- you guys were f- fucking great, and uh, seriously like a, a per- very much a perfect duo. Like I don't even want a band with that. You mm. know <laughs> what I mean? Like it's it was just the the way the back and forth and the I don't know. Anyway, just yeah. much love that was Thanks. awesome thank, yeah, you, thank you yeah i was in I was in um what's the word? enchanted enchanted yeah
3: that's a beautiful word yep. yeah i feel like a disney princess right now
0: <laughs> yeah well, we should name the duo of that enchanted I'm the kidding.
3: disney princess story <laughs>
0: <laughs> well but that you know and and uh, that's um that's high praise because it's like i i, I hear you talk about like you know Trying to write that song and 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 be in the 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 circle of songwriters, like to to be in the the pantheon of songwriters, and you know it, things that I've heard, I'm like I'm like oh man, I think you're already there, and it's like you know the the question, the the maddening question, then is like, well, by whose standard does that great songwriting become? Is it is it your standard? Because if it is, then you'll never reach it. It's because, my standard. Yeah, because you it's know. like. <laughs> You know, I mean, even 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 my best songs that I've written, I'm like, I'm like, that's a pretty good song, but then I think, yeah, I could do better. Yeah. You know, and it's like, uh, all right, well, there, there's a reason to wake up in the morning, and like, okay, well, you know what? I got one more. Yeah,
3: tune because we're writing out. about a lot of the same subjects over and over because the the universality of the themes, you know, love, despair, loss, death, mortality, the, God, universe, the devil, right. God, abstractions, devil, mistakes, yeah. Yeah. regrets, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, I love, well, I love it. I was just like, <laughs> Oh man. My, it's one of my... it's my favorite my album. My future husband. Okay. Who actually, I'm going to tell everyone. Get in, get the in line. Room. I follow on Instagram and I made a comment about his callings guitars and he liked my comment. No shit. And I was like, "We're gonna be in love someday." Anyway. <laughs> How you
2: liking this, Andrew? <laughs>
0: well, I, I, am I, I, I'm, I'm enjoying it. The bar just got he up
2: to me. He's aware. I'm aware. I'm okay. aware of this arrangement. Well, you gotta, you gotta have one too, then. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: it's a lot of love. It actually. Actually.
3: <laughs> me first. <laughs> fat, fat babies
0: have no shame. Oh my god. Pride.
3: Whatever. God, quote so, him correctly. Who? <laughs> anyway. Clyde but to to examine kind of these f- subjects that are universal, but find unique ways to disc- and to push ourselves harder yeah. and harder every single time. Because when you hear a great line that you're jealous of, like I get jealous and envious of stuff that I hear that you've written, that Andrew has written, other songwriters that we know. But then I think I have to figure out my own unique twist on that the the weird oh, yeah. twisting of the prism that I'm going to do. And each one of us has a unique way to, of doing that, um, and that's like. And that's one of the pleasures of doing a project like this: is discovering all these people because yeah. we have yet to um, encounter somebody that hasn't been incredible and should be like the whole. The purpose of the first year was to promote songs we thought should be famous. At the end of every podcast, we'd be like, "This is a song we've met from we a songwriter we've met on the road, and we want them like we love the song yeah, of we theirs."
0: Promote it, give it, give it an audience.
3: And yeah. this this season is like. Even more delicious for me because yeah. I'm just like we get to meet the people who have written the songs and get a you know a 20 minute story from them about their life or the things that they're struggling with and the reasons why you're writing and I think a lot of people want to know yeah. like what drives us to do this because part of it is com- comp- is competitive. a lot of a lot I of hear a lot of <laughs> like lines you write and I'm like <laughs> motherfucker. It, like it used I to be
2: more competitive, not so much anymore. I'm at the point where. I'm not as competitive i wanna w- wanna get better but yeah. in a higher standard, but you know i i people I worship like fuck i I can't compete with that, and yeah. I don't wanna compete with anybody. I just want huh. a good night of music, yeah, you know you see a bill, I just want everybody to be good, I yeah. want everybody to be better than me, right, because that way it's just a great night for the guy that pays ten bucks to yeah. walk in the door, that's right. who deserves the the best you have you know yeah. not me trying to want to be better but i want to be um liked by my peers right or or not at admi- my not at admi- my what's the word uh just respect res- a part yeah, of respective. it yeah. you know a part of it yeah uh, or them to think oh he's pretty good you know sometimes yeah. i hang out with you know and they're like yeah you know no backhanded compliments but you know i'm kind of waiting for like oh that was a good set and right. you, and you don't, don't hear shit they, they don't say shit and uh, then and that's, I get it. You know, I don't need to be digging for fucking sure. compliments, but. But it's nice to get It's nice when it happens. Like yeah. when somebody says, like, dude, you know, like uh, Ben from Lucero the other yeah. night. Was, oh, Ben
3: Nichols. I he, went to, he went to Hendrix. Oh, Hendrix. he's a year ahead of me in school at Hendricks College in. Columbia, oh, in Arkansas. Conway, yeah. he's
2: from. I think he's from there. He's a little from Little Rock. I or, think
3: he's from Little Rock. Yeah. yeah,
2: but he like he's like I'm like also a hey, history major. Ben, hey, i have Ben. I'm Mike. I, we played shows together, you know, 15 years ago, and I don't know if you remember me. And he's like. Dude, you fucking started out with us. What do you mean, don't remember you? Are you kidding me? You know He's
3: such a nice guy. Oh,
2: God. He yeah. Gives, yeah, he's such a... He's one of the... And he's and a, they're
3: great. The band is really great. Songwriter, great songwriter,
2: great yeah. band. Great. There's nothing... It's a flawless band. Right. You know?
3: Do you know... So it's funny because Ben graduated in, I believe, in 96. I graduated in 97. And Hayes Carl graduated in 98. And we were all history majors at Hendrix College. And all became songwriters, which I think is so funny.
2: Wow, yeah. had Hendrix like something in the water, man.
3: At least in the '90s. I don't in know the what 90s. they're doing now.
0: Mm-hmm. Millennials, anyway. <laughs> what are they doing? So they're the future. Right. That's right. Well, we're gonna take a we're gonna take a really quick break, and after that break, uh, we're gonna come back. And Michael, you have a song. That yeah, gonna sure. Play. Yeah, yeah. And uh, then we're gonna talk about that a little bit, and then Ellen Cherry has a song, yes. and we're gonna talk about that a little bit, and then I'm gonna play a song, we're gonna talk about that a little bit.
3: Sweet. Joke.
0: And then we'll be, we'll be ready to... And then I'm
3: getting a grilled cheese sandwich.
0: Yeah, you're excited.
2: You don't you get too excited. I've had them. They're good, but...
3: <laughs> oh.
2: You got to walk a bit to get them. And that's okay. <laughs> go, eat, it in the stri- eat it inside the strip club. It's, it's an experience. It's the total... I'm going to be honest. Poet okay. experience.
3: Um, that will not be the first time that I've had a meal in a, inside a strip, strip club. club. Right. <laughs> huh.
0: Yeah. Well, that's for the... that's Charlotte, for North Carolina. Whoa. Go Charlotte. That was a bachelor party, wasn't it?
3: Yeah, I had breakfast.
0: <laughs> Did you know?
2: That's I always had a weird thing about eating while the girls work and you know, getting naked. Just
3: me. It's I. It's, it's not something I'm going to repeat.
2: Yeah, there's dudes. There's a place that serves steak no right regrets. at the fucking rack here in Portland. The A crop. Yeah, you just you have straight up butt naked in your face eating a fucking steak. And yeah. it. It's never made sense to me. It's. It's weird. <laughs> it's fucking weird.
3: It is weird.
0: Okay, well, okay. we're going to pause and take a break. Okay. Hi, Mom. <laughs> You're rolling. Rolling? Okay. Oh, uh, what's the name of this
2: song? Oh, this song. This song's called Cancer.
4: <sighs> Here comes a doctor bringing bad news and armies of angels will dance with me soon too soon. And here comes vampires like the bird out the blue. I'd offer my throat but there's still work to do. They said punch your time card, boy. Your shift is through. Too soon Let's all gather Where the fire meets the sky Where do the good people go Dry your tears Ain't no need to cry Anymore anymore now dear please God whatever you are won't you bless me with comfort don't make dying so hard well I suppose I could run but I wouldn't get far It's all gone too soon Let's all gather Where the fire meets the sky Where do the good people go? Dry them tears Ain't no need to anymore anymore I just want to see my family again And I don't believe in God or heaven But sometimes I wish I did Then he could just send me back to earth again I still got things I need to do It's all gone too soon Let's all gather where the fire meets the sky Where do the good people go home Dry them tears, ain't no need to cry doctor bringing bad news oh, thank you guys
3: oh man Mike so much going on in there <laughs> um, like, okay the last line first of all sort of killed me a little bit because it brings this other character in there you know um, of the person who has to tell the bad news yeah. To the person you know, like, And they know, they see enough of it Like that whole situation But just the fact that um, it, it was very prayer-like To listen to you singing Because you're telling these two To me, my impression of it Having just heard the song for the first time <laughs> So of course I'm going to comment Of course is, um <laughs>
0: Who's an expert?
3: <laughs> me! You are um, That you have this um, There were the two ideas that really struck out stuck out to me the most were that the fear of what's about to happen but then also the the hopefulness about it being easy and not painful you know like that isn't that what we all want Like where do the good people go We're gonna go to this You know like a gathering We're gonna go to a place Where everyone is gonna be together like And
2: your, your pain's gone
3: Yeah pain is gone yeah. And that you're Like a, a hopefulness Like please don't let it be painful To go through this experience But then also And then the third idea of um To get to the stage of life That I think As introspective people As we all are in the room That you realize like holy shit, how did all of this happen already like that? And the next part of it's going to be even faster, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, one slow th- down.
2: Well, it's a, uh, I wrote it for a friend of mine named Scott and he died last year. Maybe it's been two years now. it's been two years now. And, uh, he had cancer and, uh, he was my Facebook buddy at first. And he's a huge Lucero fan. And, um, you know, he, he, uh, we met some through like on some Lucero board or something like he heard about me and he, and he, and, um, we started being Facebook buddies and they would be like, so he has cancer and he's dying of it. And and we, he talked to me on Facebook at two in the morning, three in the morning when I'm having anxiety attacks. And here mm-hmm. he is helping me, you know, he's talking to me about, Oh man, it's okay. You know, and he's, he's fucking dying, you know, and he's still thinking about someone else other than himself. Mm. And, um, I I got to meet him, the, la- the last time of his life, what he would do is, he took everything he had, I, I think it was everything he had, and he'd, he'd fucking fly out to shows and go see bands that he either wanted to see, or he'd seen, like, he'd, he'd been to 100 Lucero shows, and he flew out to uh, Fort Collins to see me, and he'd never seen me before, and he flew out to see me, and I'm playing in front of five fucking people, you know, <laughs> When he was here, there he was. He came in in his wheelchair, you know, and he had a friend of ours. Well, we all met through Scott, you know. And, and anyway, I just thought that was a beautiful way to end it. You know, you wanted to hear this music that you cared yeah. so much about. And I was so I'm fucking cried just thinking about it. I was so fucking honored, you know, yeah. that, that uh this man who was, you know, a, a giant was getting destroyed by this fucking disease, you know. And he'd, he'd go fly all the way to come see me, you know. And, um, but he, you know, he the last time point of his life, he'd fly out and see bands and people, songwriters that he wanted to see, that wow. meant something, you know. So the, the song was for him, and uh, he had a wonderful family, you know, and it uh, was just a very loving dude. It was is heavy shit, and then just, you know, see him die. I saw him a couple of months before he died in, in Arkansas, in Little Rock, mm-hmm. and um, he played a show, and he was there, and it was just heavy shit, you know. Yeah. A uh, fella that lived here also was a. That's the thing is it. Ain't, it. Ain't, I don't think it's going to be good. I don't know this fellow here. He was in a band called Dead Moon. His name is Fred Cole, and he he had cancer too. And he, he I heard this through a, a mutual friend. Said he. He says I wouldn't wish this on my worst fucking enemy. Right. You know. So the cancer. You know. Yeah. There, probably, there might be better ways to die. I think how my brother died, getting shot in the head like i asked my dad i'm like how the fuck because i didn't hear my dad my dad was alcoholic. and after this happened he'd fucking howl like a fucking animal because of my brother he'd get drunk and fucking howl. i took care of him the last couple years of his life and i was like how could this be fucking worse you know could there be anything worse than this and he said it could be worse Hmm. he says he could have got put in picked up in a van and You know, they're raped and, you know, I mean, there's murdered and I mean, there's fucking animals out. Everything could be worse, you know, but a a disease like a cancer, things of this nature is is probably nothing worse. Yeah, no, it's pretty bad. I don't
3: know, anyone. No, I mean, this is all leading. I feel like this is a perfect segue. Are we ready to move on to... (laughs) Yeah. Fine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that I'm nervous about because I'm like you guys are already talking about everything that I'm like basically gonna say.
0: That's okay. He already touched on half the stuff I was gonna say. Damn yeah. it, Mike. <laughs> yeah.
2: I'm a visionary. <laughs> <laughs> Poetic vision. Well, it's interesting that
3: you were writing for a person because my ri- initial thought was I'm going to write a song about my friend Patrick Kosicki who was my guitar mm. player briefly, who died of cancer a couple of years ago at the age of 37. And he didn't. I I don't believe he told anybody but his closest friends, who I was not super close friend of his um, at, at the time of his death, that he was sick again. He'd gotten
2: remission and then it came back yeah he had lung
3: cancer well he had a kidney um failure when he was in his 20s he got a new kidney from his brother and then the anti-rejection drug weakened his system and he got lung cancer even though he's not a smoker he gets lung cancer and then he goes into remission for like three years and then I think he got sick again yeah and didn't tell anyone um And so it was a surprise when he died three years ago and I thought I'm going to write about, I'm going to write a song about Pat and just how much I loved him and what a like wonderful person he was and how he knew he wanted to, he studied classical guitar and he became a classical guitarist and this bright smile and I just was like, I don't feel right talking about him because I didn't really know him that well at the end of his life and, and we weren't close friends and it also sort of felt false, so when you were talking about in your song about worrying about if it's going to be easy or um, painful, that's basically what I I wanted to write a song about. So I was in this car wreck five years uh-huh. ago caused by a drunk driver and um, had eight to ten seconds to contemplate the end of my life while the car is being smashed. And it was a very long, violent wreck. And I thought... I don't want to do it that way. Like I know now having been through this experience that I do not want to die that way because I do not want to be terrorized in the last seconds of my life. Exactly. And so like being in pain is another thing. I don't want to be in pain and I definitely was in pain, broken bones, you know, like it just, but the terror part of it was really what I don't want. And so the hope and wish of a peaceful ending is like, what the, my song is about. And that's the
2: that's the beauty of a uh, uh, you know what is it with the, when they, they help you die like they usher you out. Yeah, I mean they help oh, you euthanasia, born yeah. euthanasia or or uh, you know drugs. Just, right.
1: That's the beauty
2: Which of drugs. Which
3: is legal here, isn't it? In Oregon, you yeah. can have yeah. assisted suicide. Uh, yeah. is it called physician-assisted suicide? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: I think you actually have to do it yourself. Yeah, but they're there with you. They give you the amount of drugs you need and um because if you're in that kind of pain i don't i don't fault anybody that commits suicide yeah. until i've walked in their shoes and know what you know what i mean like well, whoever oh you, what, you know what a coward and all that fuck that if you're yeah. in in suffering there's even
3: w- mental anguish is suffering oh, absolutely. And it it's worse it might be worse yeah. absolutely and we need to have compassion for those people absolutely but I was talking to my parents today on the way here actually and we were talking about Oregon being the only state I think it's the only state where they have um, physician assisted suicide it might be yeah which is very progressive because as adults you should be able to be in charge of your body and make autonomous decisions that don't hurt other people absolutely, absolutely. so I'm for that cool um, I need to listen to my recording. Okay. So we're going to take a short refresh break. Refresh my mind <laughs> on my... Oh, you just wrote it today, man. Because yeah. I did. <laughs> we'll see how this little ride goes.
0: <laughs> right on. Oh, it's going to be great.
3: I love your confidence. Yeah, you know, I believe in you. Thanks. All right, this one's called Permanent Shadow. <laughs>
1: Hum a tune, open eyes Watch the smoke
3: Are we still recording. Okay. No. Yeah,
2: I could see the car crash. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it was it was a uh, spectacular imagery. Thanks. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, you know, I I could see exactly what you were saying.
3: I think I was having so this is my second time to be in a serious car wreck. So um, listeners can't see me right now, but I have a dimple on the on my right cheek. I don't have my left. Um, when I was nine, my family was um, hit by a car on our way to an Easter dinner, and our van tumbled, and I got hit in the face in the back seat with a um, lawn chair that was held by two pieces of metal, like a screw, and it caught me in the face. Jesus Christ. And, like, <laughs> there's no pictures of me from the age of nine to, like, almost 11 because I refused to be photographed. It was Can I
2: see real quick, the other side? Okay, <laughs> there's that side.
3: Yeah, you know, oh, know. yeah, yeah, yeah so dimple here no, dimple right here. right Wow. um but so that to be in two car wrecks in one lifetime two serious car wrecks in one lifetime is strange and has understandably made me very fearful of automobiles um and getting over that but like i've had um three relatives die of cancer and to see that way too is terrible it's so i thought i don't I don't want either of those ways. I want it to be like somebody just like lays me down in a warm bed and then I get to make out and then yep. ob- oblivion. <laughs> <laughs> like this is my wish for it. Just like and the, and then I was thinking about it today and I was just like, well, it's a it's, it's an illusion to, to think like. Next time, I'm going to do it with no fear. I'm not going to be afraid the next time it happens to me in the car. I'm just going to let go. I'm going to let go. I'm going to let go. I constantly, like you talk about how you think about your own death a lot especially when i'm driving i think about well the next time it's going to happen because i know it's going to happen again again, yeah i'm going to get hit by another car and Uh, the next time i do it hmm. i'm just going to let go i'm going to let go completely and like not hold on to the wheel or control anything and it's going to be a lot easier to go through the experience but like you don't know what you're going to do in that situation you can't predict what the animal in you is going to do and i know that and so i was just like part of the um some of the things I've been doing this year have been in um, 12-step fellowship and learning to like work on my codependency but also my compulsive thinking and part of it is like humming Mm -hmm. to myself and just like well I'm just gonna hum a tune and take a breath and all and so I was thinking more meditatively
2: while you're driving
3: while I'm driving or doing anything that's stressful does does
2: Andrew do most of the driving when you guys are yeah i mean we've been
3: splitting it a little bit but like but that's a whole other thing because to trust another person when you're have control issues Uh,
2: oh my god and
3: like it's hard to like i've annoyed the shit out of other people being a passenger because they're driving and i'm super hyper vigilant and like this 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 and andrew is a very tolerant driver when i'm in the passenger I, I'm, seat I prefer the
0: term accepting
3: accepting you're a uh, very accepting, accepting driver. driver of yes. me as a passenger and also when i say things like can you just back off that car because the person doesn't even know that they're making you nervous but sometimes people yeah. react and they get pissed and they're like i wasn't driving too fast or i wasn't they're defensive and you're like yep. you are not in the body of a person who has been tumbled around yeah. and it like this feels totally out of control. And if if I can just be like 10 feet further away from that car <laughs> yeah. and you like he gets it. And what mm-hmm. he says to me is like, of course. Yep. It's, so that's really and I would encourage anybody who is dealing with somebody who has hypervigilance in any situation just to say, yes. what do you need? And don't get defensive because the person who's expressing it is not feeling, you yeah. know, they're not. And, and,
0: and you never know until somebody says something like, yeah. I try to I try to be mindful about riding with you and driving. Like, you know, I, I remember, you know, Ellen cherry has been in a car accident and I'm going to make sure that I mean, I, I'm not a speed demon to begin with. But the other thing is, is like, I also know that if if something like you, I can see you tense up in <laughs> the seat, next he's like, I'm going to ease off. Yeah. You know, whatever whatever you need me to do, man, I'm cool. Yeah. You know, it's like, I'm, I don't want to make you more anxious.
3: And one of the things that I've been really honest about in the recovery from that car wreck has been the use of cannabis to help with anxiety. Mm-hmm. But I can't use cannabis and then drive. Right. So I have to, like, you know, that's, I have to plan for being a passenger for several hours to right. use that. And I know that, um, you know, people can use other pharmaceutical medication. Anyway.
2: Well, driving's a different animal. I mean, because when you do thousands and thousands of miles every year, like uh, my bass player drives, Alan Hunter, and we've been together for so long, he knows I'm the same person. If I get a bad feeling about a car... I need you to be back or if you know cuz you're leaving out the club mm-hmm. at 2 in the morning and you're getting on the whatever yeah. to leave and then you see a little motherfucker doing this sw- swervy shit Don't pass him. Just get back the fuck way yeah. the fuck yeah. off. I my favorite time to drive is when there's nobody for fucking miles. Yep. I got the whole road but everything you're saying about that PTSD anxiety I got the same shit like yeah. I lose my fucking mind passing a semi I'm flipping the fucking thing off the whole time because you stay in your fucking lane, dude. Because yeah. I expect that thing to kill me. Because we've just been, quit, you know, just it's there's so many little dangerous things. Yeah. If you move a half inch this way or that way on the road, but I get you, man. That's fucking. Yeah, that's I, well, that's, it's
3: an unnatural state. Our bodies were made to go about three miles per hour.
2: Yeah, it's, and
3: so, like, the idea that we're going to be comfortable in planes or automobiles or even on bicycles is ridiculous because we have not evolved that quickly to manage the technology. And so, like, I have a lot of compassion for people who have you know, we have to remember that as strong as you may feel in your spirit, you're just an animal yeah. <laughs> in a body. That is reacting to your environment. And so to be gentle with that animal and just be like, okay, I'm, and so for, um, it took me about two years to learn how to drive again to get ready to drive again. And then when I did, I, it, I was having such terrible trips down to DC. I couldn't do long distances and I figured out it was because of my rear view mirror. We were hit from behind. So I just stopped. I don't use my rear view mirror anymore because I cannot watch the shit show of people tailgating or being on their cell phones or anything behind me. Cause I'm like, I can't control what's happening back there. The only thing I can do is trust that Honda fit made another incredible vehicle that will save my life like it right. did before mm-hmm. and trust in all of the people that worked on my car and did amazing, got up and drank their coffee and put the screw in that they were supposed to do or painted it the right color. They did their jobs and they're going to save my life. And I have faith in that. Anyway. No, that's
2: so. true. That's good. But that's the, like you said about looking in the review. If I've got a bad feeling about somebody behind me, I just won't look. I'll stay right here and I'll write
3: in the It's meeting. like watching two movies. You can't Yeah, do you're it. Like,
2: like, I'm scared <laughs> of what this son of a bitch is going to do, you know? And, yeah. And anyway, that was a great story. I mean. Thanks. Yeah, that made me, because I'm the same guy. Like that's. It makes me feel good that I'm not the only person who feels that way, Yeah, like terrified. Of
3: well, and and I had probably three versions of like what to th- sing about with mortality. I was like, well, should I talk about Pat? Should I talk about myself or should I talk about like, I don't even know right. how sad it is when you lose somebody or grief, but this seemed the most natural fit. No, so now, Andrew, are you ready for your song? I'm almost ready. Okay, we're move gonna, the mic around. We're okay. gonna pause, move a mic around, and then hear our final song. Final song,
0: and then we're gonna wrap it up. Grilled cheese. Grilled cheese. Grilled cheese. It up. Grilled <gasps> cheese. Uh, this is called uh, "Who Knows Who Cares." <laughs> Who knows what happens next? If your faith is anyone's guess, Jesus say He saved you yet. Yeah. So says the man on a television set. So says a man on a television set. And I hear the talk in town. People say I pray too loud. Gonna take heaven by force of sound. Wanna be up in a righteous crowd Wanna be up in a righteous crowd One to one, not one more Holy Ghost got his foot in the door He don't care if you're rich or poor The same blood's in the cup as the killing floor The same blood's in the cup as it is on the killing floor Say his name and you shall receive Carve your initials in the old knowledge tree You get to heaven if you believe In a small donation and a processing fee A small donation and a processing fee Who cares what happens next When your faith becomes anyone's guess Jesus says he never forgets So says a man on a television set So says a man on a television set Yeah, I was. Doctor um, about like the whole mortality thing, and I don't get—I don't get too angry about stuff. But I was thinking about, because um, I was thinking about the Diabetes Blues song that you from the twenty fifteen record, and I, I love that song. And I was thinking of this whole thing of like we talked about it in the last podcast, because we talked about that song a little bit, and we talked about you know this the the idea of um, like there's only one way to do something. It's kind of like part of the the you know doctor don't take my legs line. Yeah. and it's this whole thing of like but I'm you know get on my knees and beg, and there's like, well, there's only one way way to ask for something desperately is to beg which is which is bullshit, yeah, no doubt you know there's other ways you can beg, yeah, <laughs> just use your words and and so then I was just the one thing that makes me angry about organized religion is that it fundamentally fucks up people's sense of mortality right like. It's this whole idea, like, well, you're not worthy enough to go to heaven when you die, and I'm going to fill you with all this fucking anxiety. Yeah. And then you have these people on television who are preying on people who, I don't know if they're not smart enough, but they're just weak in terms of like understanding their their own sense of value. And then it's like, well, you know, if you donate, yeah, Jesus is going to be proud of you. Right. And and these are the people who have the the fewest Christian values that I've ever. You know, that's that's imaginable, right? So, like, the whole idea of mortality being kind of connected to this idea of organized religion, just kind of—I mean, I—I don't—I'm not saying I don't believe in God or I don't believe in a higher power. I don't believe in those types of things. I just don't believe in some dude taking money, telling me what God thinks. Sure. I think thats I don't, It's yeah, repulsive. Yeah, like, oh, I'm sorry. God was talking to you. Oh,
3: yeah. Right. Especially about something that is so vulnerable. Yeah. Our mortality. Right. To, well, he, to mess with that idea is incredibly insidious because that I mean every single religion has done it that if you, yeah. you can pay you can pay to play <laughs> <laughs>
2: pay to play yeah you can get in the door with the yeah if 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 that's the case I don't want to go I mean and I, and I think there might be something I mean everything everything's magic we're all magic just the fact that we're here Yeah. sucking air in mm-hmm. so I'm not discounting that there might be something bigger right on the other side more beautiful sure but maybe not <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I don't fucking know but you're right man and goddamn TV preachers take your mortality yeah. and fuck with it and give you a bad sense of uh, they give you shame yeah you know that's what they give that's what you get for your money is yeah. fucking shame and you can get that
0: shit for free shit
2: I got daddy gave me a bunch of it you know <laughs> like it's well.
3: preying on a very vulnerable very human emotion yeah. of shame yeah, yeah. and yeah. your line about the processing fee is very clever <laughs> thank you I really dug it yeah
2: that's ready to get recorded man that needs to get re- like done up and just like that that was beautiful
0: thank you so yeah. much well, I felt really good about it. Well, hey, you know what? We're going to wrap up because we're we're at the magic 55 minutes. Oh, no. Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. We're, it's worth we're, it. We're still under.
3: Okay, we're cool. We're still under.
0: Um, our guest has been Michael Dean Damron. And Michael, where are you? If I wanted to buy your material, where would I go and find support
3: that? support you as an artist. Oh, shit. I'm real bad at the business end of you it. You have a band camp page, though. I
2: got a band camp yeah. page. You have two. You have Michael Dean Damron one. Yeah, and that's because I didn't know how to put them together. I mean, honestly, okay. I don't know shit about it. <laughs> but uh, there's a Michael Dean I'm gonna get some shirts and crap up there. I prefer people just come to a show, mm-hmm. wherever I'm at, and they
3: can find you on Facebook too and message you. And, and Facebook figure out. message me yeah. and I'll
2: send them shit. I still, uh, I've had a Kickstarter I've been working on for a year, and I, I got to get all that shit out. I feel like an asshole. That's why I hate Kickstarter because it's so. Fucking people care about you, what you're doing, and they give you money. And then I, I, oh my god, gotta get this fucking thing done. And I, I right. think
3: people understand th- that though, that it takes a I lot longer do, than just making f- a widget.
2: I still feel like an asshole, you know? Like I wish they would add their shit. But anyway, uh, anyway, thanks Those, guys for having me. Yeah, man. this was yeah. Fu- this was fucking awesome. More people need to do stuff like this. Just sit around, and talk about songs and yeah. life, and talk about life. Whatever. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because it matters. I mean, <laughs> like everything that we do matters.
2: It's all that matters. Yeah. This moment, you know, that's that's all that matters, and nothing else matters.
0: And and for as long as the earth is spinning, it'll be, or the internet's around, it'll be floating around on the internet. (laughs) Yes, immortality. Speaking
3: of mortality, immortality. Immortality. Take that
2: fucking sun burns
0: up <laughs> right on now ellen cherry where can we find you on the internet you
3: can find me at ellen cherry.com and then i can also be supported if you're interested in um helping me stay indoors and eat food like a regular human woman yes um with a tapeworm <laughs> with a with a tapeworm now for 43 years that's hungry every 20 minutes um ellen com and mr Grimm. i'm curious hmm. if i were surfing around that. If I were cyber yeah. surfing.
0: If you're killing time when you're supposed to be doing something else.
3: And I wanted to give you all my money.
0: Oh, you could definitely go to junestar.bandcamp.com forward slash. A lot of people think Sub- it's a backslash. It's a forward slash. Subscribe. Um, subscribe. Yeah. Subscribe to my page for five bucks a month. Yeah. Minimum. And you can get all my stuff, all my records. Uh, and I write, record, and post a song a week, which I have to work on tomorrow
1: morning. Yeah. Yay! That's uh, the one. Did
2: you put that one up
0: there? Oh, uh, that's going up there. Oh, that's the one. Yep. Hey, you know what? I like your thinking.
3: <laughs> and I'd I, definitely do that. We have the power. I, well, I want to thank Mike for also setting us up with an excellent gig at, at Dante's, Dante's. And yes. to Dante's, too. And our um, sound guy, Will. And everyone who listened. It was really yeah. cool. It's my time. first time to play Portland and be in Portland. So, yeah. so far, so good. I mean, just get better.
0: Yeah. Now there's going to be a grilled cheese. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we're out of here. We'll take take care, guys. Bye, everybody. We'll see you. I'm waving.
3: <laughs> see ya. <laughs> Bye. Done. That was killer.